Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank God. I just want to say thank God for this day. For this is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. Hallelujah. Thank you all who has joined us this evening for Bible study. And I pray that the word that is spoken on this evening will bless you immensely. That it will cause something in your life to change, shift, to turn it around this evening based upon the word that you're about to hear. I want to thank Bishop my bishop this evening, just for the opportunity to be able to be here to um, stand behind this sacred desk, to be able to preach the gospel to you all. I'm honored, as always, I never take it for granted. So I'm honored to be here. And I give honor to First Lady, Lady Watts, and just greetings to the whole entire Shiloh family. The scripture that I am going to be coming from this evening will be John chapter 5, verse 2 through 9. Again, that's John chapter 5, verse 2 through 9, and it reads as follows. Now there is in Jerusalem, near the Sheep Gate, a pool which in Aramaic is called Bethesda, and which is surrounded by five covered colonnades. Here, here a great number of disabled people used to lie, the blind, the lame, the paralyzed, the one who was there, and the one who was there had been in an invalid, invalid position for 38 years, sorry. When Jesus saw him lying there and learned that he had been in this condition for a long time, he asked him, do you want to get well? Sir, the invalid replied, I have no one to help me into the pool when the water is stirred. While I am trying to get in, someone else goes down ahead of me. Then Jesus said to him, get up, pick up your mat and walk. At once the man was cured. He picked up his mat and he walked. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we just honor you and we glorify you. We thank you, Lord God, for just this evening, Lord God. We ask that you will touch someone, Lord God, that needs to, life needs to be changed or transformed, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, that hearts are open and receptive to hearing the word that is preached this evening, Father. We just give you all glory, honor, and praise. In Jesus' name, I do pray. Amen. The title of my message is Get Up, Pick Up, and Walk. My question to you is, what is causing you to feel crippled, lame, hopeless, and even helpless? What is draining the life out of you? What is sapping the very life out of you? People have become okay with being in a crippled state of mind. Their mindset is, I've been down for so long, What's the point in getting up? I've been down for so long, I might as well stay down. You blame others for why your life is the way it is, and you make excuses for why you continue to remain the same. And there are a lot of people, believers as well, church folks, that have been crippled, lame, and paralyzed for way too long. Just like this lame man, they're stuck in crippling circumstances, and their way of thinking is crippling as well. They're stuck in the same dead-end jobs, the same toxic relationships, and they're dealing with the same crippling issues over and over again. They've been dealing with this way of living for years. This lame man 
had an encounter with Jesus, and it changed his life. And my prayer is that every person listening to this message this evening will have the same experience. I pray that you'll have a life-changing encounter, an encounter that will cause you to get up, pick up, and walk again, an encounter that will cause you to move again, an encounter that will cause you to live again, a life-changing encounter that will cause you to get up, brush off your legs, brush off your shoulders, and move forward with your head held high. This man had been dealing with this infirmity for 38 years. I don't know how long he has been lying around at this pool for, because even though he had a condition for 38 years, doesn't mean he was at the pool for 38 years. But I'm sure his position for how he was laying there, he had to be uncomfortable, because he's been doing it for quite a long time. And when a person sits in the same spot, in the same position for a long period of time, their legs start to feel tingly. And some people will say, oh, my, my legs or my hands or whatever it might be has fallen asleep. I'm sure you know what I mean. <laughs> You've had it, I've had that. And some people feel pain or discomfort after sitting for too long. And sitting all day weakens the muscles and causes the lower, lower body to become unable to hold up, which then puts, up, puts us at risk, risk of not being able to stand on our own. On my job, I pretty much work at a computer. I'm at a computer for like eight hours a day. But what I find myself doing is I have to get up and move around. Because sitting for too long, again, as I said, is not good. You start to feel like, oh my goodness, like my legs, like I said, are getting tingly. So you need to have some sort of movement throughout the day. And for someone sitting at the computer, you should get up and have some movement throughout the day. It, help, it almost helps where, with your posture, being able to stand and just being able to move and keep things aligned, it just kind of helps instead of sitting at a computer all day, just kind of bent over, it's not good. And not only does standing help us, but walking helps us as well. Walking requires a sense of steadiness, concentration, and awareness. And you know, if you don't pay attention to where you're walking, you can walk right into somebody or walk into something. So you gotta, you gotta be mindful when you do walk. You just can't walk any, any old way. You gotta concentrate even when walking. <laughs> walking helps to strengthen our bones simply by putting one foot in front of the other. That, that's how the movement starts. Nothing can happen until we start moving. If I just stand here, nothing's happening. I have to start to move. You, you, you have to start to, to move. There has to be some movement. Nothing can happen until we start doing something. It's not enough for us to talk about it. Talking is only good to a certain extent. You know, people say you can, you can talk all day long, but people wanna see some action. You just can't talk about things. You gotta be about what you're saying. You gotta do something. We have to take action. You can't depend on somebody else to keep doing everything for you. You have to take some action. And I understand that changing what you have been doing for years can be challenging and even scary. People become so complacent though, and they think that's all there is for them, but there isn't. There's so much more that God has for you. 
But you have to get out of that mindset of being afraid and scared to make that change. And you know the reason why it can be scary? It's because some people have been crippled, lame, and weighted down for so long that they become so accustomed to it. But it can be done if you really want it to be done. You can change the situation. You don't have to remain in that state of mind, that state of being crippled, just sitting and waiting on somebody else to do something for you. We read in John 5 that Jesus had healed this lame man at the pool of Bethesda. And this pool was very popular, especially to those who were looking to be healed. Bethesda means house of mercy. The pool had five porches, and people with all sorts of disabilities and infirmities, like I said, the lame, the blind, and the paralyzed, just sat on the porches and waited for the water to be troubled or stirred. It was believed that an angel stirred the waters at certain times and healed the sick. That's literally what should be happening. We have, we have the church where you can come in, you feel disabled or you have an infirmity, you come in, but you should be leaving differently. But you have a part to play in that if you're going to leave differently. You can't depend on someone else to keep doing everything for you. You have to do something for yourself. All those with, with the disabilities would just sit by the pool and wait for the water to stir up so they could step in and get healed. And it was believed that when the angel, stepped, when the angel went down into the pool and caused the water to stir, the first person that got into the pool was healed. If you was the first person that got in during that time, they said you was healed. This pool had a good reputation. The pool was known to be a place of healing, like the church. It's a place of healing, if you let it be, if you want it to be. It's not a place where you just come in every week and just sit and do nothing. You're coming in with an expectation. You're coming in bringing something, not just sitting and just depending on, let someone come over to, to move me, to help me. You have to be able to move yourself sometimes instead of depending, again, on everybody else to be able to do the work for you. Those who came to the pool could be, could be expected to be healed. That's, they had that expectation. But it's sad when people have no expectation. If you have no expectation for anything, you have to say to yourself, what do you keep on doing the same thing over and over again for? What are you coming for? If you don't have an expectation of anything ever changing, it, 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 it doesn't make any sense. So as you come in every time and you're like, nothing's happening, it's almost like you have to look at yourself and say, well, what am I doing or not doing? How can I contribute to this? How can I participate instead of speculating or, or you know, just looking around at everything else that's going on? You have to participate. If you go to the hospital, you, you're going to the hospital, right? You're expecting that the doctor's going to heal you, that there's going to give you something that can heal you, whether he's going to give you a medication, that's gonna, you have to take, that's gonna cause your body to change and to heal, or you know, he's, he's just gonna tell you stop doing what you might be doing that's not good for you, changing your habits. And it's sad to see people just, just coming in and having no expectation to be healed. 
So you're coming in the same one way and you're leaving the same exact way. That's not how it should be. Living the same way over and over again, doing the same stuff. Why? Because you think you're waiting for someone else to do it for you. This lame man had been this way for 38 years. He was weak, fragile, and unable to get up. What's causing you not to be able to get up? You have to ask yourself that question. What is causing you not to be able to get up? As I read, there was a crowd of paralyzed, blind, lame, sick people, all waiting for the water to be troubled. And out of the crowd, Jesus picked this man, this lame man. And you have to pay attention because you don't know when Jesus is coming along to pick you, to pick you, to, to ask you that very question. Do you want to get well? Do you want to be healed? So imagine yourself today lying at the pool of Bethesda. You're feeling helpless, you're feeling weak, and you're feeling fragile, crippled and lame. Now just imagine Jesus coming up to you and asking whoever you are, whatever your name might be, Deborah, Linda, whatever it, whoever it is, do you want to get well? And you might have thought, why would Jesus ask such a question? Do you want to get well? The man is here. He's been in this condition for who knows how long, 38 years, but sitting at this pool, don't know how, for how many years. But he's coming along, he's asking, do you want to get well? And that's the question that we all got to ponder. Do you really want to get well? <laughs> because if you do, Something has to change, and something can change and will change when you make up your mind that you do want to get well, and you receive what Jesus says. The man been sick for 38 years, and you would have thought, of course he wants to get well. But that may not be true, right? Think about it. I'm sure you know someone, or you might have been that person, that you just don't want to give up your mat. Oh, I'm so comfortable with this. This mat feels so good. This disability feels so good. I just don't want to give it up. Some people, and it's just the truth, love feeling helpless. Why? It gets them attention. You cannot help a person that does not want to be helped. Don't waste your time. Don't waste your energy trying to do that. And I guess that's why Jesus might have asked the question first. Jesus didn't want to assume, because you can't assume that because someone is present in this sanctuary or someone comes to church that they necessarily want to be healed. It could just be that they just want attention or they want people to feel bad for them and never change anything about themselves. The man didn't come out and say, yes, I want to get healed. In fact, it kind of sounded like he made an excuse to me. It's like he was trying to say, yes, I want to be well, but let me tell you why I can't be well. That sounds like an excuse to me. I have no one to help me 
into the pool when the water is stirred. When I'm trying to get in, someone else gets in before me. When I read this, I thought, well, that's kind of sad. All these people and no one is helping him. But then it kind of dawned on me, it hit me. Those that really want their healing did something in order to receive it. They didn't let their infirmity stop them. They wanted it desperate. They were desperate enough. They wanted it. This man just sitting around waiting on somebody else to do something for him instead of doing it for himself. When you really want something, you will muster up enough energy or strength to get the healing that you know you deserve and that you should have because Jesus is, is giving it. There's not a reason why you have to continue to just be there watching everybody else, but never taking any action to receive your own healing. And in order for you to be made well, there are three things that you must do. You have to do something. You must get up. No more excuses. Let go of the excuses and everything that hinders you. Stop depending on others to do what you have to do for yourself. Stop blaming people for why your life is the way it is. It's time to put an end to the pity party that keeps you from having what you should have. How many times have you said the same thing over and over and over again? You sound like a broken record to people and you should sound like a broken record to yourself. And I remember that for myself, talking about something over and over and over again, but never doing anything about it. You have to do something about it. Just because someone doesn't help you, that's not a reason for you to give up and stop trying. It's just not a reason. That means you're gonna miss out on what God has for you because someone else didn't help you get it or get there. You, that's incorrect. <laughs> You don't let anything hinder what God is doing for you. You have to move forward in spite of anybody helping you to achieve that. You have to trust in the Lord because he's the only one that can give you the necessary strength and the ability to get beyond your current condition. You need to get past the excuses so that you can stand up and start moving forward towards your God-given purpose. The first step that you have to do is get up. That is the first thing that you have to do. Getting up starts in your thinking. So in your thinking, start changing your thinking. If you believe you can, then you can. It's the mindset. You believe you can, then you can. Does things happen overnight? Some things do, but not everything, no. By standing up, that is the first sign you're making progress. You've already overcome the first step by simply standing because you went from a sitting position to a now standing. So guess what? 
you are off to a good start, I would say. The second thing that you must do is you must pick up. We're going to pick up, pick up, pick up this mat. <laughs> You're going to pick it up. No more having it sprawled out, laying on it, nice and comfy and cozy. I'm almost tempted to put this down on the floor and lay on it, but I won't do that. <laughs> but you were comfortable in that position. Now you stood up already. Now you must pick it up. Pick the mat up. That's what you have to do. Leave behind the old way of thinking. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. You have been made new. You have been made new. You have to grasp that. You're not that same lame, crippled person. You're not. You've been made new. If God called you to something, trust him to bring you through it. He has equipped you and given you the strength to accomplish the plans that he has for you. This mat is just a reminder of where you've come from. It's no longer who you are. The mat is not your identity. You don't identify with that. It's what you used to be, what you've come from. It's what you got up from. You're no longer a crippled. You're no longer lame. You're no longer paralyzed. You got up from your lowest point. You got up from it. You're no longer at rock bottom. You got up from it. You got your strength back. You pushed past all the excuses, and now you're about to forge ahead. You're about to move ahead. You were lame, but you got enough strength, you got up, you picked up the mat. And now the third thing you must do, you must walk. Walk into whatever God has for you. Not for me, or was Sally, Susie, no, no, no. Not what God has for Shaniqua, no, what he has for you. You walk into what God has for you. Because what God has for you is relevant to the body. It, it matters. It doesn't matter that you're not where somebody else is at. Don't measure it that way. You do what he told you to do because that's where you have the, 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 the power, the, the passion. You don't have what somebody else has. You have what God has given you. So you have to walk into whatever that is. You may not be sure about what that is, but he just said, all he said was to walk. That's all you have to start doing. Start walking and believing that he'll tell you what to do next. He'll tell you what you need to do, whether he wants you to turn left or turn right, or if he just wants you to stop altogether. But just start the walking. Just, just start that process. Let him direct you from there. Don't try to even, don't even try to figure out don't try to figure that out. 
just walk. The old way of living is over for you. You have to get this and understand that. You're now heading in the right direction. Let me tell you, you go ahead and celebrate that. That's a wonderful thing. Go live again. Go live again. Smile again. Laugh again. Have joy again. Go do these things. I'm happy because guess what? Somebody, I don't know who it is, you're now walking again. You're like, I got that. You, you got it. And now you're walking again. You know, you might start out, you know how like a little baby starts out? Like they've been down, they've been crawling and doing certain things for so long, you know what? But it's almost like there's a part where when you start to walk, you're... You get up and, you, yeah, your bones may still feel a little, like, weak and fragile or, you know, wobbly, like a baby does. But when they, they start walking, whoa, okay, they, they do, they fall down. They, they fall because they're still learning again. They're learning how to, how, to, how to walk. So what do they do? But they don't stop trying. They keep on going, whoa, okay, I'm fall, whoa, falling down. That's okay. You're going to keep on walking. That's what you're going to do. You're going to walk. Because once you start keep doing that, then you're gonna have like, it's, it's almost like you're gonna be like, yeah, I got this now, whoo, yeah, I'm walking. <laughs> it's gonna be great, it's gonna feel good again to you because you're now allowing yourself to live again. Just all you have to do is just keep putting one foot in front of the other. You better go ahead, because someone's putting their foot, their foot in front of the other. When someone's taking that, that walk, you better go ahead. I don't know who you are, but I'm going to celebrate it anyhow. I don't have to see it, don't have to know it, but I know what's happening. So in my closing, it says, at times you may feel overlooked. You might be thinking, when is it going to be my turn? And I come to say that no matter what it looks like or feels like, you're never overlooked by Jesus. No matter how big the crowd is, because it didn't matter how many people were there, God sees you. He sees you specifically. Out of all the people, he sees you. He sees you there. He's taking notice of you. He knows your condition. Don't think he doesn't. And you feeling as though everybody else is getting in. Everyone else is doing what they're supposed to be doing. And you're still there not getting anything. But let me tell you, there's going to come a time. I don't know when for everybody. I can't say that I, that I know that. But if you keep on expecting or you're trying to, to, to make some progress or whatever, God is going to come. Jesus will come. And he's going to ask you that very question. I guess the question, the answer is, you got to think to yourself, are you ready for that? Are you really ready for it? Because you say one thing, you know, people see certain things and they think, oh, that's so great. And they want something until they get it. It's not all they thought it was going to be. So you have to ask yourself, do you really want it? Because now that you get up, you, you, you get up, you stand up, you get up, and you start walking, then there's going to be some things that, yeah, now there's expectations. God's going to now say, okay, you're well. I need you for some things. I don't think it just stops by you just walking and that's the end of it and you do nothing. I feel as though every time when God is, is getting you ready for some things, there's, there's, a, there's a purpose behind it. 
He has a purpose behind why he's going to do what he does for you. It's not for you just to kind of just be like, whoa, this looks so good. No, it's going to be involving you to do something. And what it's going to involve you to do pretty much is getting out of your own way, your, your, the way, out of your thinking. You got the healing, but now guess what? It's time for you to do something probably for somebody else. I don't know what that might be for you. I'm just saying it might be strengthening you and getting you ready for something else because you've been down for too long. So you really haven't been effective. You haven't been doing anything but just moping around. But God's like, no. Do you want to get well? That is the question for you. He takes notice of you, of you and your condition. Don't ever think that he doesn't notice that. He's always watching. And I know that there is somebody who is watching, and you've been waiting for your turn to get in. But I come to tell you that healing, that, that your healing, your next blessing isn't coming in the same way or the same form as what you just witnessed. This man was at the pool waiting to get into the water to get his healing. But his healing did not come from the water. His healing came from the words that Jesus spoke, not the water. So don't look around if someone got blessed with a new house, new car, all these material things. You know, don't look at it like the way that they got blessed. You're going to get blessed that way. It may come in a different way. Not saying God's going to bless you, but it just may come in a different way. Don't think because, well, well, they did A, B, and C, so if I do A, B, and C, that that's how it's going to come. No. Maybe you got to do X, Y, Z. Like, I mean, I don't know, but it may not come that same way for you. You can't think that it's coming the same way every time. Don't look at that. Just, just have the expectation. His healing came from the words that Jesus spoke. Your blessing is going to be different. It's coming in a way that you don't expect. Just like this man. You've been watching as others have been blessed with the very blessing that you've been praying and waiting for. You've been watching and you've been waiting. You've been watching and you've been waiting. You, you ever play, anybody watching or anybody here, have you ever played jump rope? Because that's what it's like. I used to, back in the day, I used to play double dutch. And they would spin those ropes like real fast. <laughs> But this was, the, the, you know, you're waiting to get in. It's almost like, like you're ready to jump into, the, into the, the jump rope, to the rope. It was like, like there's a rhythm to it. Because <laughs> you're waiting for your turn to get in. You're waiting, you're waiting, you're waiting. And that's what you're doing. You're waiting for your turn to get in just so you can jump in. I remember doing that. I would wait. I'm like, okay, you time it just right and you jump in. But I tell you what, when I jumped in, it was like, I mean, I was going. I was like, yeah, I got this. Because there's a rhythm, especially with double judge. If you're just regular jump rope and it's like you just jump, but double dutch is like, because there's two ropes. <laughs> but when you got in that, when you got in, my God, that changed the whole thing, the whole dynamics. You, you just went full force in it. You gave it everything you got. <laughs> so that's how it feels sometimes. You feel like you're waiting <laughs> to jump in. And you're thinking, when will it be my turn? But I want to tell you, I want to encourage you to keep waiting. And I'm sure, again, that there's one person watching talking about, oh, God, you better go ahead because you're talking about me right now. <laughs> You've tuned in. Let me tell you, you tuned in because it's just your normal routine. You don't even think about it. You're like, oh, Tuesday night, time to tune in. 
You're watching it and listening, but you don't really have an expectation for anything to change. And from your vantage point and from your perspective, you don't think your condition will ever change. So you make up your mind that you're going to be weak, failing, and faltering individual for the rest of your life. But I come to tell you that the devil is a liar. I declare that this won't be how your story ends. Stop depending on people and stop depending on God. Jesus said, get up, pick up, and walk. Just listening to what the man had to say, he listened to what the man had to say, but right after that he was like, okay, I heard it, I heard everything you just said, I heard it. Now get up, because when you get up, it was a word of action. This is action now. Get up. Stand up. This moment is what you need to do. He was in agreement with what God said. And when he became into agreement with the words that Jesus spoke, then the power was there. Not before, not after. It was like when he, when he came into agreement with it. So you have to come into agreement with that. Get that in your spirit. Because when you're in agreement with the will of God, then <laughs> the power comes. Strength came into his body, and he got up. When he stood up, he was whole. He was new. He was complete. He pushed past everything that held him down. He pushed past the excuses and the lies. And so can you. Pick up your mat because you're not going back to it. Don't fix your eyes on other people. Get up, pick up, and walk. That's what you have to do. I can't stress it enough. You have to do those things, and you have to do them for yourself. That's what Jesus said to do. That's what's going to get you your healing, by following what the words that he spoke, his word, not the words of anybody else. I'm not concerned about that. It's what he spoke to you. What did he tell you you had to do in order to receive that healing? In order to receive what you got to receive, you follow what he's telling you, not what everybody else might be telling you. Jesus is the one that healed with the simple words, get up, pick up, and walk. So you, you, there's people that are just wasting time we don't have time like that anymore. As you can see, there's so much going on. You have to focus on what God is saying for you to do now. Get the healing so that you can go and impact this world, the community. This is what you have to do. So just breathe in and breathe out. Inhale, exhale. Now walk. Breathe in, breathe out, inhale, exhale, and begin to walk. That's all he said. I get that you were down. Just you were, you were down, I get it. You were just like, oh, I'm so down. Crippled and lame and just, just down. But then Jesus comes. And he raises the question, do you want to be well? But then when he says stand up, so you stood up. Because someone's going to get this, you're going to stand up. And then you're going to pick this mat up. 
you're going to pick it up. It's just your reminder because you're not going back to it. And then what you're going to do is you're, you're going to start walking. You're going to just start walking. Huh? And when you start walking, it's not where you're looking like it's, you're, you're arrogant or anything. You're proud. You're walking because you now have stepped into what God has for you. And when you step into what God has for you, yeah, other people aren't going to like it. Who, who he think he is, who she thinks she is. And you're going to be like, hey, I didn't got time, literally, because you just can't. You walk. You're just going to walk, huh? Hold your head up. Don't, don't, you, don't, don't keep it down no more. No, 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 no. Hold it up. And walk with your head up high. Walk with it high. Walk with it high. Because now you're, you're, you're out of that crippling state. Your mind is clear. It's free to, to, to know what you need to do. Not for the benefit of everybody else. To, no, I'm not doing anything to be seen. You're not doing what it is to be seen. Because let me tell you something. Some people are okay with you being down. They just are. So when you now get up, you're going to have that. You're going to be faced with that, where people are going to look and be like, oh, really? Yeah, you say that. Say, yeah, oh, really? Yeah. Because now it's just, they're just going to talk. But that's okay that people want to talk. That's okay. They become so used to seeing you in that position as well. So now seeing you in a different light, whoa, Yeah. But guess what? They're gonna, they might still very well stay in their position, stay at their low place, but you now have come up higher because now you understood what it is that you need to do. And they're going to talk, like I said, but you keep walking. Let them hate, I just don't care. <laughs> Be confident. Receive your healing today. Get up, pick up, and walk. That is the word for today. And I just, I thank God. I thank God for who he is, for all that he does. I thank him for the fact that he doesn't leave us in that state of being or that state of thinking. He will eventually come along and he will cause healing. He will cause us to be healed. We're his children. He definitely wants us to get up. He doesn't want us to stay in that, that crippling, lame, paralyzed state of being. He wants us to be whole, complete, and well. So get that in your mind this evening. Ponder on it. Pray about it to say, God, how, how, do you, how do you want me to do this? But I want you to have an expectation that you are coming out of your situation. You're coming out of the situation. Understand that. That's what you will create it for. You will create it to, to, to be whole, to be complete, because you have purpose. No longer where you got to sit and just be coming in and having no expectation. Come in expecting. Every week something is preached, something's, there's something that you got to get. 
But not only are you dependent on someone else to do the work for you, you now got to go study and read for yourself. Go, go open up your word. Open up the Bible. Open it up. Don't just kind of look and say, okay, well, the pastor or the ministers or the elders, they're going to do all the work and everything for me. No. No. You have to do something as well. You have to take action. Get up, pick up, and walk. Praise God. Hallelujah. So we are now going to take up the offering, the benevolent offering. We will now take that up. And there are three ways in which you can give. There is Givelify, and be careful because you have to make sure it's Shiloh Baptist Church, New London, Connecticut. There's Cash App, which is dollar symbol, Shiloh and L. Again, it's dollar symbol, Shiloh and L. Or you can simply mail it in, and that is at to P.O. Box 929, New London, Connecticut, 06320. And let's not forget also, just a reminder, that we do have on Wednesday at 1 p.m., we have the community prayer line that's, that's open. So please make sure that if you have time to join us, to please join us for that as well. Again, that is the community prayer, which is Wednesday at 1 p.m., and you can join it. They have the number, which is 877-722-0460. So thank you. And right now, we're just going to close out in prayer and in the service. <laughs> so, Father, I honor you and glorify you. I thank you, Lord God, that the words that were spoken, Lord God, that someone got blessed from it, that someone's life is about to turn around, Father. I thank you for the newness that they're going to walk in, Lord God. I thank you for someone getting up from their crippling, paralyzed, lame state of being, Lord God. I thank you for someone's mind being set free even now, Father. I thank you for how you moved, Lord God, through the service. And I'm asking you, Lord God, that you just continue, Lord God, to move, Lord God, to keep taking notice of your people, Lord God, that are in this crippled state of, of being, Lord God, I ask that you will come and touch those, Lord God, that need maybe a reminder, Lord God, or just need to move from where they're at, Father, but that is for you to do, Lord God. And I thank you, Lord God, that you will do it, Lord God. But I just have an expectation, Lord God, continue to believe that you are God all by yourself and that you are moving and that you are still on the throne, Father. Remind your people of that, Lord. We give you honor, glory, and praise. In Jesus' name I do pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah.